0: Wide receiver McCole Hardman is fast, confident, and he was the first player drafted by the Chiefs in April. What should we expect from Hardman as the Chiefs prepare for their first preseason game on Saturday? Chiefs beat writer Brooke Pryor and columnist Sam Mellinger are here to talk about Hardman, and later we break down the Chiefs' first depth chart on Sportsbeat KC, the sports podcast presented by the Kansas City Star. I'm your host, Blair Kirkoff. Brooke, how was your weekend?
1: It was great. I had to sit and think: had we just gone through a weekend recently? Because we live up here, and days of the week don't matter.
0: They all look the same, don't they? The they really
1: do, except the the nine fifteen starts, which we just had this morning. So I am grateful for that. Uh, and the nine fifteen starts always mean the start to our weekend uh, because we at least get the next day off, as does the team.
0: Yes, yes, and we and we relish that off day for sure.
1: By the way, I love that your backup recording, your location services are on, it says we're recording at Starbucks, which is cruel because there is a Starbucks directly below where we're recording, but it won't be open until August 26th.
0: That explains that Starbucks, I guess, right? Yeah, no,
1: because when you pull it up on Google Maps to go to Starbucks, it says there's one 271 feet from your current location. (laughs) Uh, And guess what there is, but there's nothing in it.
0: I think there's one every 271 feet in America. Um, I may be wrong about that, Sam, how was your month? <laughs> <laughs>
2: my my fourteen day weekend was absolutely amazing.
0: I hope I hope Kathy Lou, our producer, can play some trumpet music, uh, some kind of fanfare <laughs> oh, for the for the return of, of Sam Melliger to um, to Sports BKC and the Kansas City Star. It's uh, it's great to have you back, Sam. I hope it was a good vacation.
2: It was it was unbelievable. I had to reapply for my job. <laughs> <laughs> um, and introduce myself. Still pending, yes. or uh, but here I am. Okay, Is this I'm part of the audition. Hoping for a good showing here. That'll help my cause.
0: Oh man, man! So the pressure's on the host, really, to bring out the best that's right. in I you. Am. Yeah, good, that's, be a good that, point guard. That's not going to happen. Um It was uh, uh, like like Brooks said, a short practice today, but we did get to speak to McCole Hardman afterwards, uh and got to ask Andy Reid about him as well. I was. We're going to talk about the depth chart a little bit later. We're going to spend this first first part talking about McCole Hardman. Um, but we were looking at the depth chart, and there are no rookies or drafted players on uh, listed as starters. But he looms to me as one of the important guys for for the Chiefs, uh, and certainly one that we're all going to keep our eye on the first preseason game on on Saturday at Arrowhead against against the Bengals. Sam, when when the Chiefs drafted Hardman, there, there were there were a lot of thoughts. One, uh, were they were they drafting a backup? Um, you know, uh, were, were they looking at Tyree Hill's replacement because Tyree Hill's status was uncertain at the time? But the other thing was, man, how much how much more speed can this team acquire? Because he brought sprinter sprinter speed to to this roster. You haven't been here, uh, as we mentioned. Um, so, no, no, no. Make it make it a point. He hasn't okay. seen him practice. That's fair. But um, he's gotten better throughout practice, right, Brooke? Don't oh you, yeah, think?
1: I think so. I mean, he had a couple drops early, and just I mean, but that's been the theme with him since rookie minicamp. Is that he's been not a slow build, but it's definitely been a work in progress the whole time. Um, you can see he has to get adjusted to the speed of this practice. That's a thing he talked about today when he was asked about getting adjusted to the NFL game was the speed of it, the conditioning of it. But as he acclimates to that more, I think you can see it. all the pieces starting to come together. I mean, it feels like the last two, three days, he's put together the best practices that we've seen, which is the trajectory that you want to see for a draft pick. And, and, trending in the direction of being a key contributor key, bleh, key contributor on this offense, even if he isn't listed as a
0: starter. You know, there was a play Sunday where uh, he shook off a tack, took a short pass, shook off a tackle, and looked like he would sprint to the end zone. But he, Juan Thornhill had the angle on him and tracked him down. I didn't know Juan Thornhill had that kind of speed. You know, that was the
1: overwhelming reaction that I got from Twitter when I tweeted out that play. You know, like, like you said, he was – taking off down the field, and then all of a sudden felt like Juan Thornhill came out of nowhere. Um, I'd like to see a foot race between those two. I think McCall Hardman wins it, but uh, it was good to see that kind of speed on the defensive side. Um, And then he also got just – got the snot knocked out of him a day ago on that jet sweep in the first play of 11-on-11 in the last session. Um, But I think it speaks to his resiliency that he popped right back up. And pop-up is probably too strong a word. He was gingerly helped off the field – Evaluated for a couple minutes on the sideline, never went to the injury tent, and then was back on the field a couple plays later. Right, that's huge. I think.
0: Um, so he talked about that. Let's let's listen to what McCole uh, Hardman had to say about that hit and some other thoughts from uh, from the Chiefs' uh, first draft pick of 2019. He was taken in the in the
3: second round. Here's McCole Hardman.
0: Anything about the NFL game surprise you so far?
3: Probably just the speed, um, faster than college. It's football, you know, you you play, you learn, you practice, you try to make perfect. So it's all the same thing, just a little faster.
2: How much more comfortable do you feel right now with the offense than you did first rookie minicamp?
3: Oh, man. Night and day? Tremendous, like... Too much confidence, I would say. You know what I'm saying, but like, um, but now nah, you just want to get out here and, and just get better every day. You know, um, I'm learning the plays. Uh, the plays coming easier. Um, I'm handing out of uh, the, out of the quarterback's mouth easier. Uh, the checks are coming easier. So now that when them things come easier, I can be able to play play fast and play to my ability. So definitely, I say we're in a good time right now. Um, I think our chemistry drawing. Um, I think I'm I'm starting to figure out where he want me to be at on the field. Um I think he's starting to figure out figure me out as a as a player, my speed, uh things I like to do at my routes. Um so I think it's I think it's um it's drawing and you know, I think we got we still got some improvement to do before the first game. But uh, right now I think we are solid. Nah, you can't be out here having surreal moments, you know. Uh you know, we out here, we all professionals, we, we got to play, you know. Um, I got to catch a ball, you know, he got to throw me the ball. You know, we got guys all around us, you know, that's been in the a long time. So, if you out there, like, being in wild mode, trying to catch balls from Pat, you know, you're not going to ever catch a ball from Pat because you're not going to be on the field, you know. So, uh, there's no time for surreal. We all out here, we know what we got to do. We know what, job, what jobs we got to do. So, just got here and work.
0: Okay, Sam, what, what do you remember about the drafting of McCole Hardman and... With the circumstances involved, it obviously, it didn't go in the first round. That was, um, you know,
2: they didn't have a first round pick. There, there was a lot of moving parts, and, and it's hard to separate out exactly the most critical part. You, you mentioned the Tyreek Kill situation was really fluid at that moment, um, and surely that was part of it. I don't know if it was two percent or if it was 60 percent. Um, what I do know is that. You know, it's, it's easy to say they already have Tyree Hill. What do they need McCall Hardman for? I would say this, um, you know, they, they did the Sammy Watkins contract as sort of an investment into Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
2: Sammy Watkins can be cut after this season for a cap savings of, I believe, $14 million.
1: It's not insignificant.
2: McCall Hardman, uh, you know, as we all know, um, rookies, Andy Reid <laughs> likes to take rookies along slowly. Uh, It's a complex playbook. Hardman was a a converted cornerback, is that that right? And and played in a system at Georgia that just doesn't throw the ball much. Um, The difference in what was on his plate in terms of terminology, positions, everything last year at Georgia um, against this year with the Chiefs has to be enormous. And so I wonder, you know, the Chiefs have shown this, and, and they did it with John Dorsey too. They, they've shown a tendency to draft a year ahead and, you know, draft some guy's replacement before he needs to be replaced. That way you're not throwing too much on a rookie. So, you know, I, I think that it would be totally believable to me um, for Brett Veach to come in here and and drink some truth serum and say we would have drafted McCole hardman no matter what and and part of that too again this is part of the moving parts i think they really wanted a cornerback they did um but the cornerbacks weren't there and they would have taken a cornerback but they traded that pick for frank clark so you know that that's part of the situation as well and and i think that you know just from what i've read and then heard a little bit today um and talking to some of the people like sort of behind the scenes um you know, before training came started, they're pleased with the progress that he's made. You know, he's a smart guy, you know? So, you know, there's some, what he lacks in experience, what he has, like, he's just a raw receiver, but he's a sharp kid. And, you know, I think he's, he's coming along well to the point where, you know, maybe you do feel more comfortable dropping that 14 million next year with Sammy Watkins and investing that Chris Jones, Tyreek Hill. I mean, they, you know, they got some places where that money can go. Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Um,
0: but while they have them all this year, the position group sets up pretty nicely. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, the Chiefs lose Chris Conley. They, they basically trade one Georgia wide receiver for, <laughs> That's right. for another.
1: For a, for a younger, faster one. Yes,
0: right. Um, so right now, with the, 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 with the depth chart, we, with Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, uh, McCole Hardman, and then you've got another group of, of, I think, players right after that, of which they're going to take two or three, um, Gary Dieter, Marcus Kemp, who I think has been really good here he, in the last... And
1: that's what Andy Reid said, or it was Eric P. Anime said mm-hmm. yesterday, that Marcus Kemp is one of those guys that when other guys are held out of practice, he's really stepped up and flourished. And I think you saw, you've saw, seen today and yesterday with Tyreek Hill out, Marcus Kemp, you, just, you saw him being targeted more because... That's just the way that things work with Dieter being out and Hill being out. Kemp has taken more first-team snaps. He looks really good right now. I think he's surging to make one of those, you know, five or the the number five or the number six receiver. But and
0: it's, and yeah. there's and there's Byron Pringle who mm-hmm. um, who Andy Reid talked about today was. Don't forget Cody Thompson. Cody Thompson as well. I noticed he, he got some media attention he after did. practice as today. As did David
1: Grayson. I believe is who that was. Yeah, I think you're right looking at the depth chart, which let me slide this over here. Um, the way that it was listed, it kind of seems like that that in the mix for the last two spots Gary Dieter, Richard Davis, Cody Thompson, Byron Pringle, Marcus Kemp seem to be in the mix. Um, maybe not David Grayson. Eh, maybe I to me, the only guy that you can really eliminate from, or the only three guys that you can really eliminate from making one of those last spots, Felton Davis, Jody Forston, and Jamal Custis. Custis may be a practice squad guy. They clearly thought highly, highly enough of him to invest a hundred thousand in him um, as a free agent signing. But
0: I wonder. I wonder if there's some trade bait in this position group. If a Demarcus Robinson, you know, has. He, he certainly has improved steadily as uh, as his Chiefs career has unfolded. He won't be a featured receiver this year. It was an interesting comment by Eric bien on Demarcus Robinson yesterday, or whatever it was, this weekend. Again, the days run together here at training camp. He tends to be the wide receiver on the receiving end of the Patrick Mahomes scrambles, mm-hmm. that when Mahomes is flushed and he's making some incredible play, It's Demarcus Robinson who ends up on the receiving end of that, and we have our theories why. One, he's just a hustle; he's a hustling guy and always aware. I also think he's not covered the way that Tyreek Hill is covered, and you know there are, um, you know, he's he's not as respected as some of the other Chiefs receivers. But he's he's made some big plays for the Chiefs. He, I was trying to come up with this the other day. Uh, I was trying to think when the Chiefs had the. The game tying drive uh, against the Patriots when they got the ball with 39 seconds to go and there was the one big pla- pass play to Spencer Ware, and then they had to com- they had to make another big play and I couldn't remember who was on the receiving end of that. It was Demarcus Robinson who had a big gain to put him in field goal range. So anyway, it just seems like there is uh, a wealth of talent at the position and um, and maybe. I don't know, maybe the the Chiefs can do something with it. There are needs elsewhere with this team.
2: Yeah, you you, you wonder (laughs) if they can do a trade similar to Charverius Ward last year. And, you know, Demarcus Robinson should get a little bit better haul than what Charverius Ward was thought to be at that point. But, you know, they do have some depth. You know, they'd be working from a position of strength there. And it's... It's crazy. And I just think, you know, like when you talk about that, of of DeMarcus Robinson being on the, literally, the receiving end of a lot of those plays. Do you remember, um, I think it was Patrick Mahomes' first preseason game. It was at home. He had that wild scramble around. Who were they? Was it the Titans? I think it was the Titans. And he threw it a million yards downfield, and that was DeMarcus Robinson on the sideline. That was the play where, like, Marcus Peters and, you know, Justin Houston, everybody's just going bananas on the <laughs> right, 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 right. And, and then there was the other play, um, again, at home. It wasn't really a scramble, but it was uh, it was ad-libbed. Was that against the Raiders? It was, it was a home game late in the year, and, and Robinson was supposed to come back. But he had beat his guy so so badly. He put his arm up. Yeah, it was the eighty nine yard. Yeah, that was it, the fiftieth touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Where, where he uh, backpedaled into the end zone and got the, got the and taunting got, call, got which kick, right? worth it. If
1: I score an eighty nine yard touchdown, I'm it. also taunting whoever Absolutely is behind it. me.
2: Totally I mean, they, they can put together a position group. You know, they can go four wide with Tyree Hill ran a four two five. Is that right? Um, Something like that. Hardman ran a four three three. I think. Uh, and then you can put Byron Pringle and who's our and Sammy Watkins and then Damian Williams if he, the hamstring heals uh, at running back and the slowest guy in that group ran a four four five. That's the kind of stuff that you. I mean, I don't know what you do to defend that. You pray when the quarterback is throw it is as good as
0: this quarterback. Out of the stadium. Right. <laughs> right. 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 We, we,
2: we've seen the film. That's a
1: literal statement. <laughs>
0: Um, but I guess this is the potential of McCole Hardman. He can, if, he, if he's this good, and yeah. as good as advertised, as good as he's practiced here in the last few days, um, he can push that position group down a little bit because his name will rise I, in it.
2: I, I liked his media time today too. I thought he was good. Like I liked, you know, somebody um, I forgot who it was asked, you know, um, you were in college last year while this kid was, while the quarterback was winning mm-hmm. the MVP. Is it a little bit surreal? Yeah. And, and he was like, ain't no time for surreal." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yep.
2: Yep. I love that. You
1: know what? He has – we were we talked about this earlier in camp, and I don't know if it was on a podcast or just amongst each other, but he's been a lot more relaxed this camp than I thought he would be coming in the, when we talked to him after he first got drafted, after rookie minicamp. And, like, some of it, I'm sure, is him settling down. But I also think for him that having Tyreek Hill available has taken just a world of weight off his shoulders. Like, sure. no longer is he – being heralded as the Tyree Hill replacement for X many games, or you know, the possibility of X many games, now he can be a rookie and develop and not feel rushed. I mean, we saw him on Move In Day. Uh, he's pretending to interview Patrick Mahomes and is jumping into the media scrum, talking to him. I mean, playing with his
0: chain. What was he was with doing? His chain. What was he doing with his chain today? Before he did, he he said he, he did something with his chain before he well, addressed he wanted. The,
1: I, I don't know if. If it was the chain or if it was, he just was wearing sweaty pads, because he took off. Okay. He had, like, his the shells on, and he took that off. And it was a really hot day, I think, also with practice starting at 9.15. It got a lot grosser as it went on, um, and so he took that off. But he, he has also been known for the flashy chain. Patrick said, hey, man, like, you're blinding me with that. And I, was <laughs> he, I think he was wearing the Bowman chain right. that day, too. Bowman, his hometown. He got that specially made <laughs> for the draft. He's a guy that's just shown a ton of personality, really rebounded from, I mean, you never know how those first draft night phone calls are going to go, because I'm sure the guy's overwhelmed, and, oh my gosh, I've just been drafted, my life is changing, but he's wildly exceeded expectations.
0: Well, he's he was a, you know the Chiefs' first pick, and the Chiefs moved up to get him, so there is, you, when you move up, and you trade up to get uh, in a position to draft somebody that you want, there. are I think that raises the expectation level a, a little bit as well. Let's let's hear what Andy Reid had to say about McColl Hardman.
4: Yeah, he's a smart kid. I think it was just getting used to the speed of the game and, and then every route here, there, there's no route that's off, not with not with a quarterback like we have. And and so you got to run hard on everything. You might think, it might look like a clearing route, but you can't take it that way.
1: McColl got hit pretty hard yesterday and then still came back in. What does that say about his toughness and his kind of resiliency?
4: You know, I think it scared him more than anything. I mean, you've got... About 600 pounds laying on his ankle so he, but he uh he, he was able to bounce back and and uh he's a tough kid i mean he played played at a good school against good teams and uh so it's not the first time he's been been hit uh but uh, you know i think that initial wow i just had a whole load land on me and, uh but he got back he got right back in so you give him credit for that what's, what's the, the learning
3: Paul? curve been like his
2: progression I mean, since when you first got him that rookie minicamp until now
4: he had to get used to everything is fast uh, and then there are certain ways you set things up, but it's still fast. So there are no plays off. And um, when, you're, when you're a receiver in this offense, uh, it's not gonna be all hitch routes. So, I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna run a, a couple of plays down the field. So He's still relatively in the position. Is, is he more polished as a route runner than you, you guys realized when you brought him in? I think Brett, uh, Brett had a good read on that. I mean, he's, uh, he's a good route runner. Now, the things we're asking him to do, some of those things he didn't have to do. He was kinda their stretch guy down the field and the around guy, jet sweep guy uh, for him. So we're asking him to do all the short intermediate stuff too, things over the middle. And um, I mean, that's some of that's new for him, yeah.
3: You guys had some
2: special offensive plays with different people passing the ball and some kind of trickier type things. Last year, it was mostly more about Patrick. Um, When you're trying in the off season, trying to devise new stuff to, to trick people, do you, At this point, when you have him at quarterback, is there like less even thought about trying to do other things? Or does that that change you at all?
4: Yeah, Kelsey kind of ruined that for everybody.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But when you go back and design plays, how much do you go back like years ago and try to bring something back? You
4: know, you go back through and you look at some of the old stuff. Some of the old stuff, uh, football kind of goes in cycles. So you look at that, but you're also staying current. and, And then, you know, the best part is I've got these great minds on that offensive side. And um, they've got ideas, and so you listen. And and E.B. kind of heads that, that whole thing up, and and he challenges those guys to come up with things. And um, it might not be you might not have tape on it. It might be something nobody's run, but we're gonna give it a shot. You know, uh, we're gonna uh, until, until you say we can't, we're gonna do, and um, and nothing's impossible.
0: All right, that was Andy Reid on McCole Hardman. We're going to take a break here, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the Chiefs' depth chart. The first one of the season was released on Sunday, and uh, Brooke, Sam, and I will be back after this to talk Chiefs. Hey, it's Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars' award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30, that's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50, unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that, they'll just sneak it on there, we just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash SportsBeatKC offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. All right, I'm back with I'm not back. We're back on Sports BKC with Blair, (laughs) with with Brooke Pryor, Sam Mellinger, and uh, and me. And uh, the depth chart came out, and so in the camp notes today, I I noticed uh, I I wanted to figure out how many players are listed as the starters on this on this depth chart versus the starting. 22 for the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Care to guess the number? How many different players, out of, out of 22 starting positions, how many are new starters? And they're a little more on defense and offense.
1: I was going to say, uh, I'm going six? Seven? A
0: little, a little higher. Nine. <laughs> You're all around it. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it! Eight! Uh, so you've got, so on, um, on defense... You've got, you know, those who are no longer with the Chiefs are, you know, Eric Berry, Justin Houston, D. Ford, Steven Nelson, and Alan Bailey. Okay, and then on offense, there are a couple who are not with the Chiefs. Mitch Morris is is one of them. Um, and uh, who am I missing here? But well, Cam Irving was with the Chiefs last year and he started in the AFC title game, but he's running with the with the twos now. So, so to me. Depth charts are, you know, they're basically for the media to chat about. You and I did broke last night yeah. and, and wrote about it, but th- these things can change in a, in a heartbeat. But don't the But isn't the statement with the Chiefs that by replacing those defensive players that we just mentioned with Frank Clark, Terran Matthew, uh, Damian Wilson, Alex Okafor, Breland Bouchard, all the guys, Emmanuel Agba. aren't they basically, you know, putting it out there that this? This is the difference between the uh, overtime loss in the AFC championship game and and what they expect for this year.
2: And and one more spot, Um, you know, Daniel Sorensen is number one um, at safety, and there's a chance um, at least that Juan Thornhill will be the starting safety when the season starts. So so it could be – the change could be even greater. Right. Well, and
1: we've seen Thornhill take some first-team reps Uh um, throughout this, and there have been a couple of really interesting three-safety sets with Sorensen, Thornhill, and Matthew, and Andy Reid said, "Yeah, we're we're going to see that throughout this season."
0: Right. That was the other. I, I thought that was interesting. We we saw a lot of in one of the sub packages, Sorensen, Thornhill, and, and the Honey Badger on the field together, just like another interesting alignment with basically four defensive ends mm-hmm. as the, as, the, as the you know the front four with. Uh, Chris Jones and Okafor and Frank Clark and Tano Passanio lining up. I mean, that's that, that's kind of an interesting alignment as, you, as your front four, four basically defensive ends. That's you know that's taking a, a Derek Nottie or a Xavier Williams out of the middle, and that is a get to the quarterback yeah. uh, alignment. So, so Brooke, you and I, we, we went over the depth chart. When we got it about eight o'clock on Sunday night. Um, what were the other anything else stand out to you?
1: Um, let's see. Derek Nottie is the first team right defensive tackle beside Chris Jones, making Justin Hamilton and Xavier Williams the backups, which I thought was interesting. I thought that I I don't know if it was I don't know if it was that I didn't think about Derek Nottie, but I just kind of assumed that either Xavier I thought that Xavier Williams would end up being the starter alongside Chris Jones because of his veteran presence and his ability to kind of make sure everybody's where they need to be. Um,
0: Kind of a captain at the position, the defensive tackle position. And it seems like he's been getting just as many first-team reps
1: as
0: as Derek Nottie.
1: Exactly. Um, And then on offense, I thought it was intriguing that John Lovett was listed as a second-string fullback, but he's also listed as a tight end on the roster, and that just speaks, I think, to his versatility and how they've been using him in the offense to kind of do a little bit of everything. I mean, we've seen him taking most of his individual reps and drills, I believe, with the running back group. Um, but again, he's still listed as tight end on the roster.
0: I think the Chiefs are going to find every way they can to keep him on the fifty-three. Yeah. Maybe does that happen at the expense of a third tight end, though? Um, you know, Yelder has seems like he's been running with the second team lately. Uh, Blake Bell was with the you know running with the twos earlier in camp. So I, I don't know. I don't know how that position is going to shake out after Travis Kelsey. I'll be curious to see on. On Saturday night, who who comes in with the twos? But and and Sam, you know this uh, covering the Chiefs as long as you have. If Dave Tobe likes you, that really increases your chances. If you're a borderline player of making the fifty-three, and Dave Tobe mentioned over the weekend that Blake Bell was the the player who was taking all of Demetrius Harris's special teams duties. Demetrius Harris led the Demetrius Harris led the team in special team snaps last year so if you're getting a shout out from Dave Tobe that's never a bad thing
2: that, that's a huge I mean I, I think all teams put some emphasis on special teams but I, I, I do think that that Dave carries a little bit more weight than than a lot I mean that that's a guy that I think maybe should but certainly could be a head coach uh, you know relatively soon and um, we, we've seen that year after year after year you know that that Dave will pluck somebody, and they're playing. And that's it's a good point that you make about um, Demetrius Harris because not just the most snaps but there were a lot of games he was their best special teams player. He was great in coverage. I mean, he, he could block. I mean, he he made a lot of plays. And the more you watch, he did some stuff fairly right. There, there was a play in the Bengals game where he made two guys one one right at the line, and then another down the field. Um, just looked like fools um, on on coverage. So. You know, if if they think they can get something like that out of anybody, that yeah. guy's going to make the team.
0: A little while ago, I was looking for that second offensive player who started in the Patriots game and, and is not with them. It's Chris Connolly. He was mm. he started he started that game. I think kick return and punt return is also going to be kind of interesting. Who goes out there first for the Chiefs? Uh, the Chiefs had the Pro Football Writers' first-team kick return uh, specialist last year in Tremont Smith. And I'm not exactly sure what the Chiefs think about Tremont Smith right now.
1: I think they like him. I mean, he's listed as the first-team kick return on the depth chart. He has been taking the first-team reps in practice. Um, but, do have, they,
0: but do they want McCole Hardman to right. be that guy? Or do
1: they want McCole Hardman to just be the pump return specialist and still let Tremont and his speed handle kick return duties?
0: And save, save wear and tear on Tyree Kill.
1: Right. I, I, I think, think that cool. that's going to be the main goal is saving wear and tear on Tyree Kill and letting those two guys either split or I don't know, but I I think Tremont still makes the 53 man.
2: I I don't know. I um, look, I I totally agree with the co-sign on the Tyreek. Like you, he's your pinch hitter and he's your, your punt returner in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Right. And you know, maybe it's a big situations where, where you need a home run, but Tremont Smith and he is a really good kick returner, but I just wonder, I mean, we were talking a little bit about this off air. I just, if if the Chiefs move you off of corner, they don't think much of you as a corner, and and putting you into a pretty crowded running back group, um, I don't know. I, I I wonder if he's on the outside. You know, I just wonder if being a kick returner is enough.
1: Yeah, in I, mean, this situation. I think it's fair. But the other thing is with the running back. Yeah, he was moved over there and into a crowded position. But he was taking second team reps mm-hmm. as soon as he got over there. The, he he seems to think that moving to running back is a permanent thing, and he reads that it's more of a trial period kind of thing. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't know where he fits, other than at kick
0: returner. It just reminded me, not that there was a position position switch involved, but it, it just it reminded me of kind of how the Chiefs used De'Anthony Thomas, um, what they see yeah. in Tremont Smith. You know, somebody who um, – you can jet sweep. You can line up outside. In fact, the first day that Tremont Smith was running with the running backs, that was the day the practice got rained out, and they had to take it into the the indoor facility. And it was it was Kendall Fuller who told us afterwards he was confused because he saw number twenty lining up outside and didn't know who it was. And I hadn't seen him before and thought no, that guy was. And then he realized that he was, you know, in his position group meeting just the the, the previous day. So uh, maybe I don't know. Andy Reid, with um, you know, with a little weapon like that. Sure, and, why not?
2: <laughs> oh, give him all the weapons,
0: just whatever he what needs. Is. That's right. Who needs that third tight end? You know, that ninth offensive lineman.
2: Give you know, Andy what we with, need on this team is more speed. <laughs> more, <laughs> just, more
0: undersized <laughs> speed. Right. So... All right, I think that's going to do it for us today. Um, Brooke Pryor, thanks for joining us. Sam Melliger, glad to have you back, my friend. It's uh, it's been way too long, and uh, we will talk again soon from Chiefs Camp. You know by now where to find links to the stories we've discussed, but if you don't, they're right here in the show notes. They're also on kansascity.com, facebook.com, slash extra, the Red Zone Extra app, And if you're like me, you like grabbing a cup of coffee and reading the stories in the print editions of the Kansas City Star. Thank you, Kathy Liu and Leah Becerra, for producing today's show. Thanks for listening.